Welcome to Grind, Grind, Sell, Sell, Elevate, Elevate, with your host, Tizer Evans, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the top minds in all areas of business, entrepreneurship, sales, and leadership. Let's elevate together. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on Grind, Sell, Elevate. This is your host, Ty, and I'm here with Sophie Sheesh. Sophie, did I get that correct? You got that the best I've ever had. Thank oh, you. there we go. That is my name. That's how it's going for us. So Sophie is the CEO of Be Current. She's an author. Um, she's done a lot in her life, so I'm really excited to have uh, her on the podcast. But Sophie, if you could uh, give us a little bit of a background of who you are, a little bit of your bio. I'm from France. I escaped as fast as my legs could run uh, when in, in my early 20s. I've been an entrepreneur. I guess there are stories that I was six years old and I was gifted two pencils and I sold them for four and six <laughs> and eight. And I was selling pencils out of the sandbox pretty quickly. And, uh, you know, I've, it's, I think it's in my blood. There's always the question of, you know, is that you come with that or do you develop that? I'm certainly, I think I, I came with it, certainly. And I worked once in my entire career for someone who gave me a check as a salary. Everything else was, you know, me putting together deals, partnerships and things and, and new companies and all of that. So that's is that is that a good start of uh sure it's a, it's a great start. well i'm intrigued what was the one thing you did for somebody else and and how did that how did that go or how long was it it was a psychologist who helps me and people to stop smoking i okay. i used to smoke three packs a day Sure. Well, 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 you're from France. We'll give you, we'll, Marlboro, give you some, I guess. we'll give you some, we'll give you some There's grace. No photos. My brother and I were looking, there's no photos of me between like 13 and 23. When I stopped L- literally every photo, I'm like, every photo, I have a cigarette in my mouth. So the guy I worked with Patrick had created this whole really smart eight week program. And then you study your cigarettes and, Oh, you make it when you calm, you smoke, when you're excited, you smoke, when you're hungry, you smoke, when you're not hungry, you smoke. So meaning, and so it was the whole psychological, it was actually the beginning of my journey as a psychologist, which I became Mm -hmm. uh, in the midst of all this, but um, yeah, that, that was the one job. And my job was to stick stamps on envelopes so I can send a mailing. And I started putting the stamps upside down very quickly and the guy who i was working for who loved me very dearly dear friend he was like i think this is not a good job for you this is too much detail this is not a good job for you so yeah that was my one time no i love it and and i know that you had uh, had a lot of success with you know the shape house and, and you've been well known in in the la space for a lot of years and so what did that do to, for you? Maybe talk a little bit about that journey. I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus more on Be Current. I think it's relevant to kind of probably shape who you are and kind of where you're at today. It really did shape who I am, funny enough, with its name. I Because I used to <laughs> yeah. be 350 pounds myself. Um, so talk about shape. Uh, and, you know, when you're that heavy working out, it's not a good idea because you break bones, a little bit, you know, because your bones are not really meant to carry so much weight. And so I would go to the gym and I would injure something. And so I would stop and I would have all this, wow, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then a week later, I'd be like, okay, my calf or my knee or my whatever was, you know, out of service. And so Shape House was, I discovered this methodology. You could lay down and sweat a lot. Like you would be drenched in, you know, 50 minutes of this bed infrared and I did it 10 years ago and we grew to 12 locations and celebrities 
like LA, obviously, you know, that's the yeah. scene. The Kardashians actually very kindly, they came at the beginning and basically got us on the map. And after that, it was just one store after the other. And it was pretty cool, you know, to have an idea. And I would have dinners with people before I created the first um, spa, the first shape house. And I would describe, you know, you lay in the bed and you watch TV and someone brings you an orange. What? what? Like, you think people <laughs> are going to like sweat and people like really tried. I mean, that's the maybe one message to people that have ideas that are off the reservation a little bit. It's like, mm -hmm. don't let people, yes, listen to advice and take it on, you know, like, okay, yes, this was a good idea. This is okay. I'll watch for that. But don't, you know, it's like there really is something to a new idea causes people to, you know, to resist because they're yes. not following their guts often, right? Like, and right. people will, like, I always like, what have you done that your advice is helpful to me? Because if yeah. you has been in the same job from nine to five for like 40 years, not that I don't think it's great. I love it for you, but you don't have great advice for someone who's an entrepreneur because that's not what you're doing. So how do you stick to your guns without it being an idiot and, you know, continuing to stick if it's not working too long either, you know, but somehow in there, like don't give up on your, on your ideas that are different because people will try to. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and I totally agree. And I relate. And I want to stick on this real fast before you continue about seeking advice. So, so if you're in this environment or maybe you've got a set of friends or maybe some set of family members that are constantly just like you're crazy, never going to work. Don't do it. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of time. What are you thinking? Right? Like all these things, right? Cause they're coming from their own perspective. Yes. So what would you tell somebody that like has this idea? Like it's my calling. So like, I need to do it. Like, how do you have them pivot away from their family and friends, but do it in a way that maybe doesn't offend anybody or should they offend somebody? Who cares about, yes, yeah, right. like my advice, don't give a shit about offending people. <laughs> I love it. That's how I roll. I love it. I don't know if you had a more tactful way of dealing with it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think maybe it's an age thing. Maybe when I was younger, I, I cared more about what people thought and that didn't turn out better than when I followed my instincts. Um, you know, I think my advice is is spend some time with yourself. I think the, the culture we're in, the generation that young people are in right now, it's like the amount of input they have really makes it sound like what's interesting is not what's inside of them. Because you wake up in the morning and there you are, your phone, your thing, your this, your Facebook, your that, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, you're all over the outside of yourself world. And I think people need to get back to a little bit of like, what's in here? Like, let's yeah. go for a walk somewhere. Let's go the friend maybe with his, or your dog, you know, just go for something that's, brings you back in because when I would come out of these conversations where people would be like, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of time, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, the noise I would be like, okay, was there anything valuable? Okay. Yeah. That, that was interesting. Like, let's make sure I do memberships. You know, that was a good idea. But other than that, now it's like, like just sort it out. Just like, is this a good advice? And I think if we take a second and we slow down, we know, I think, like, I, I feel like I know the reason people don't know is because they haven't done the work to quiet their fear, quiet their critical mother, you know, all of that stuff. And I would recommend doing inner work as the outer work is happening, because, of course, yes, an idea, yes, multi hours of a day. Yes, all that. But at the end of the day, if you don't know who you are, you'll trip yourself, you'll, you'll sabotage, you'll let your fear, you know, take you over. And that's not interesting. Like fear is not 
someone said to me the other day, I mean, I think it's written somewhere and maybe the Bible or something, but it said something like you either in fear or you in love, meaning yeah. there's not much in between. So if you're sure. in fear and left, right? Like that's, I've yeah. never heard it like that. And I yeah. thought it was very potent. Like, don't let you fear because if you're fearing, you're not, you know, you're not doing something that's going to serve or, you know, make a difference for someone. Well, I like that because if you're operating, so hypothetically, if you're operating from two different places, you're either operating from fear or operating for love. Like if those are your two choices, where do you want to operate from? Like, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's very simple. We all know what the answer would be. Although a lot of us would not choose love, you know, uh, which is the part that kind of, you know, uh, for a lot of, that's some self-discovery, but I want to, you know, kind of pivot. So is this what be current is about is how for people to start to be present in that moment and start to experience and enjoy life differently by listening to an intuition or to a calling that they hadn't been present to before and hadn't listened to is this kind of, you know, why you started this and, and why did you, and what's important about what wow. you're doing now? It's funny because that's not what I would say is what I do, or that's not what I would say to people, but it's exactly why I do that. I, so I teach a methodology and I work with a lot of executives and groups and blah, blah, to set up a new mindset and mm -hmm. new habits around, I sit at my desk or I do whatever I do for a living, you know, but I sit and there's a to-do list somewhere yeah, quickly in someone's head. Is where you know it seems to be yeah exactly right under there, yeah. and then or it's a piece of paper or it's some sort of like something in your computer that you know buzzes at you and whatever. So people don't have a great relationship with their to do list. It's usually because often they don't like what's on it, and so like if you look at my list, everything that's on my day is something I'm dying to do that I'm super excited to do. So the work, yes, the work I I do with people often starts with what the heck do you care about. <laughs> Because right. otherwise, I don't care to have you be productive. Who cares to be more productive if you're not, you know, like the ants are very productive, but you're not an ant. So what's, you know, what's your, what's your shtick? Like what turns you on? What, and maybe you don't do that thing that you love right away for financial time, you know, whatever reason may be true. Young children, you know, it's like there are reasons why you may not do what you want to do. Like right now, we're not, you know, capricious little toddlers, but there is something to... Am I on the way? Am I doing something that's taking me in the direction of? Because if you're not, you know, then what is going to happen? You're going to be 90 years old. You know, you and I would sit on a bench one day and you're 90 and I'm 95 or whatever. And I'm like, so how do you like your life? And you're going to be like, either you're going to be like, you know what? I followed my heart. I did things that turned me on. I did things that scared me. I tried new things. Or you're going to be like, my life was not super interesting. <laughs> Right. Which I feel like it's most people, right? It's funny because I'm not afraid of a lot, but that scares the shit out of me. Like the sure. idea that I would be one day sitting somewhere and what I'd have to say was like, yeah, my relationship, like, I don't want my life. To it was okay. Like it was okay. No, we, I wanted to be, I'd rather make mistakes. I'd rather trip, you know, than not risk and, and just be in this kind of like vanilla beige thing, you know? I, I totally agree. I, I was, um, I don't know if it was on a podcast or a conversation I was having with a friend. I've had a lot the last couple of days. Um, and, and we were talking about like, you know, or maybe it just might've been me having a conversation with myself, which is also possible. But uh, I was, you know, it, this is whole premise that of like, 
when you put yourself out there and you start following your intuition or you start following your passion um, or you take a risk that you've never taken before and, and it works out, right? Like those are the things in our life that we look back on and we have nostalgic moments about or the things where we put it on the line. We walked into our fear or we got put in, in a situation where our back's against the wall and we prevailed. That's what makes us feel alive. And so for yeah. me, it's I'm, I'm always uh, a, because I put myself in so many uncomfortable positions and I put my family, unfortunately, in a couple of uncomfortable positions, some cross country moves, you know, experiencing life. And uh, no, I told you, I'm a, I'm a Cali native, you know, I moved to Georgia and I live in Texas. A lot of that was uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. It, and, and so, you know, but I think that when people start to wake up and realize it, like, that's the shit that's important to you. The shit that you talk about with your friends, when you're sitting at the bar, you're not talking about like, oh man, I had a great meeting this morning that like, you know, we talked about. And it was about, an agenda. Right? Like, it's just, that's not what you're talking about. You're talking about the time you went to Mexico at 1030 yes. at night and you came back yes. at 530 in the morning. That's what yes. you're talking and about. You danced all night. Exactly. And you danced all night. Yes. That, that, that's yeah. living life to me. Um, and, and I want to talk to you because I know one of the things that you're, you're passionate about is how do we create these extra hours in our life and, and why is that important? What do we do with that? So I mean, it's a good place to kind of pivot into. Yeah, which is that's interesting because you don't create extra hours. Actually, there's a there's a myth that time can be managed. You know, the fact that we even call it time management. It's interesting. It's like weather management and weather management. <laughs> all it is, it's, like, it's raining and therefore I'm going to put boots on and I'm going to, you know, wear, I'm, I'm going to have an umbrella or something, right? Like you don't manage, what does it mean to manage weather? Like, okay, uh, turn off the rain. Like, you know, right. we don't do that. And we don't do that with time at all uh, either. It's like, you know, you have 24 hours. I have 24 hours. The way I show up to my 24 hours or 12, or, you know, I love sleeping, but the way, the way we manage our energy is kind of really where it's at. Mm. So if you show up for your job in the morning and you drank so much last night and you spent all night, you know, watching stupid TV or or scrolling, you know, jumping cats on your whatever, Mm -hmm. it's like, maybe you're not going to show up at your desk in the morning and be super inspired. Maybe you will, you know, but there's a good chance that if, if there's not a match it's a myth that somehow we're going to love our days like, and we have nothing to do to make that happen. It's like, that's, you know, if you want a good meal, you have to go shopping. You have to decide what you're going to cook. You're going to cook. You're going to clean afterwards. Like there's stuff involved in doing things, but somehow life is not looked at it that way. And life is just that a series of moments. Like I wanted to talk to you. I chose this moment. I'm not sitting here going like, all right, what do you want to know? Because I wouldn't be doing it. But a right. lot of people, they don't, they don't connect that it's like the way they do these minutes, these hours, these days, you know, that's, that's it. That's your life. That's, that's at the end of the day. That's what we're going to look back and say, okay, this, these things I loved. And so, yeah, when I watch people um, not, for example, not say no, like that's a big thing in particular, I think in American culture, like it's rude to say no, or Mm-hmm. We don't want to make waves. We don't want to be confrontational, you know, whatever. So when you ask me to come, you know, build furniture for your children, I'm like, okay, you know, and then there I am and I want to write my book. And so I'm building your furniture and I'm like, what am I doing? But I, but I didn't know how to say no to you because I want to be liked. So I want to be whatever, you know? And so that's the kind of thing that I'm look that I'm after is like, what are the mindsets and the, the things we do in our heads, particularly in our heads, I think, which by the way, affects 
the way we feel like people think feelings are just like they just happen it's like no like if i think of i don't know my daughter being sick right now i can make myself sob mm -hmm. but she's not sick and everything's fine you know so but i can make my like the way i think about things provoke my feelings to be a certain way and again people don't realize and so they let this thing roll like it's completely like you wouldn't let birds you know make a nest on your head you know but somehow we let our thoughts you know make a nest inside our head and and it takes over and you end up with you know not having a life or a day that you loved so well, I, go after I, that. I, I agree and i think a lot of that and this is my perspective is because people aren't intentional yeah. Uh, because they haven't connected to themselves or a higher purpose or they haven't sift for meaning. They haven't explored their gifts. You know, that's that's my perspective. But but I think a lot of that comes from the searching. Right. And so how do you start to help people kind of not lead that type of life and, and sort out like that, that question of why? Like, is, is there a way to to kind of sort through that and figure out, well, what, what are we talking about? How can I have a more intentional life? I think I do. I, I, I think it, it, you're really making a very good distinction. I think people need encouragement more than I ever thought. Like I work with executives that have accomplished so much and they're so established as like the expert at something and they make shitloads of money. And but yet they sit there a little bit like toddlers, like, am I doing mm -hmm. the right thing? Am I, am I allowed to? Do I deserve? You know, like a lot of these conversations occur inside people's heads. And so starting with why is a really good, you know, what, what brings you joy? I was watching mm -hmm. you earlier, you were doing something with your, whatever, your dog, or you were walking, or you were writing, or you were chatting with this kid, you know, whatever. And you seemed really lit up, like start identifying that because I think the, the education system, I think parenting for a long time, I don't know as much here because I was parented in France and lots of criticism and lots of, they say that a kid hears 95 messages of don't do something for one message of, yeah, go, you're good, go for it. So, you know, we all, we all receive all these messagings, you know, when we grow up of like, something's wrong with us. We don't deserve to be loved, to be loved. I have to do some, some things I have to, right. you know, it's deliver. a trade. It's right. a trade. I'm going to perform for you as a little girl or for you. Don't be sad. You're a guy, whatever. Like there's all this stuff mm -hmm. that happens that's been said to us. And then we grow up and we think it's true because we were little, little people. Right. And we like, well, these people are feeding me. I guess they know what they're doing. So I'm going to believe it. And it's not to judge parents. I think we all do what we can. I don't think my parents woke up one morning and said, oh, let's destroy our daughter. You know, they were, <laughs> right, right, were right, right, trying right. super hard. But I think if you don't resolve your own inner war and complexity and you don't you know put all that stuff out in front of you and decide if it's yours or not yours or is it true or do you even believe in that or not you know i mean it's i, I feel like i repeat myself a million times a day it's like get to know who you are like if you don't yeah. know who you are you're going to be afraid of yourself we're afraid of what we don't know yeah yeah That's the big thing in life it's like oh my god like we don't we're afraid of public speaking because we don't know what's going to happen to us and it's like well if you don't know who you are, you're going to end up being afraid of this beautiful machine that you are, you know, this heart, the heart that can feel, that can inspire, that's brain that can come up with like a cure for some disease or some plane to fly in the sky. I mean, that's, we're, we're incredible. And somehow we, we need to detox from those beliefs that we've been buying all along that are not true. That's, that's my, I'm in my fifties and I can tell you a lot of that bullshit is not true. 
Well, you hit something, you know, you said afraid of who you are. And, and I think that that's because we seek validation. We've been, I mean, rephrase that. We've been conditioned to yeah. seek validation through our societal peers, our, our, our parental structure, right? And really the only validation that matters is of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, and, and then that's what really helps. And, and it's so interesting. So if you don't know this, I did two other podcasts today. In both podcasts, we talked about Joseph Campbell. We talked about the uh-huh. hero's journey, right? And, and I feel like, and for me as a father, especially of two boys that are five and seven, sometimes I'm perceived as really hard on my kids. And it's yeah. no, and it's not that I'm hard because I'm very loving, I'm very present, and I'm very intentional with how I parent. But it's because they have to love and appreciate themselves to walk into being a man. And I think that most yeah. men or, you know, people, adults, so we consider adults in today's society, have the emotional maturity of a toddler. Yeah. And it's because that the struggles that we go through, we relinquish the power to others to judge us and tell us what we should be doing with our lives, as opposed to owning that power. And when we relinquish the power, we don't end up knowing who we are, which, you know, degrades our society. And I think that's how we've gotten into a a big mess that we're in now. And honestly, as a five-year-old or your your kids are five and seven, they need you to tell them, you know, don't cross the street, don't put your hand in a dog's that is not safe, you know, like they don't put your hand on the fire or whatever. And so for a while, they do need that guidance. But I think as parents, it's our job to at some point relinquish that back to them. Like there's mm-hmm. too much that's happening where I remember reading this book where at 10 years old, you're, you used to be the manager and they like that. They want you to be their manager. Who's my friend? We're at school. How do I dress? You know, what do I say? Whatever. But all of a sudden, 10, 11, maybe now even younger, maybe nine, they fire you as a manager and now you're a consultant, but they yeah. don't tell you. Yeah. Now it's more like, you know, change your behavior with them and say, well, what do you think is a good idea? Like, I think that's what teenagers get often in such a you know, complicated relationship with authority is there's no shift. And when you were two, you needed help to get the bowl and the spoon. But when you're 12, that's not what you need. You know, yeah. you need to be, you know, like my daughter, I remember when she called me from New York once, she, she traveled very young, she was very independent. And one day she calls me and she's like, I went to Broadway, she's young, she's 16 or whatever she was. I went to Broadway and yesterday I felt really safe and I walked home and it was great, but today, I went to another play and I don't feel safe to come home. And I was, my thing was not like, oh, be afraid. Or I was like, follow your intuition. Yesterday right, you felt 100%. safe. I'm glad you went. Yes. You know, that's more interesting guidance. Somehow we decide all that stuff for them. And then, oh, don't do drugs. Don't do sex. It's like, you've not let them make any decisions until now. Like, how do you think they're going to, you know, how do you think they're going to be able to make a wise decisions? Because it's by making mistakes and tripping and doing, and I'd rather they do that with their bowl and their spoon, you know, than they start learning when it's time to make tattoos on their face or whatever. But this is super interesting. Yeah, no, I, to- I, I totally agree. And that is such a good point. And that's a great example with your daughter, because what you said is she followed her intuition. And a lot of us need to understand 
what that intuition is and just to hear it, right? Allow that voice to be present. And yeah. so it's a great example of me trying to, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm doing a, in a great job. I'm just, I'm going off the skill set that I was born with and trying to improve on it. But like, you know, my seven-year-old is convinced he's going to the NBA. Little does he know he's going to be five, nine. Uh, you know, he probably won't even get to my height at six foot. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a tiny guy, but he's very talented at basketball. And so I encourage him to fulfill his dream. And so, so today I had a podcast, I came downstairs and I said, I said, Knox, did you go shoot any basketballs today? He goes, no, dad, I didn't. I go, did you read? He goes, yeah, I did my homework. I go, good. Did your homework. Great job, bud. Go, well, you know, there's other little seven-year-old boys that want to be in the NBA that are outside shooting free throws right now. Yeah. And he kind of looked at me and he goes, oh, really? And I go, oh yeah. And they're all over the world, pal. So I said, you can sit here and watch TV. I don't care. Or you can go out and you can shoot a hundred sh- jump shots like you should. And a hundred jump shots will get you closer to your goal. And I walked right back upstairs, get ready for this. And I could hear him as I was getting ready. He was outside hey, shooting jump shots. Right. But yeah. I, I want to, I want to remind him that he has an obligation a responsibility and a duty to himself to fulfill his own dreams. And I, I'm going to help him and push him in that direction. Right. But like at the same time, but a lot of parents, I think, would just walk by their kids and not remind them that they have homework and not remind them that they have a dream and they need to continue to work and yeah. grow on, on their dreams. So, you know, as for me, I, as I said, I push because to me, everything is about, you know, I don't teach them that like it's OK to win. A part, like if you're going to participate, like you're going to win, like, you know, to max out your human potential. And if you lose, it's OK yeah. as long as you 120 percent. So, so we have yeah. a lot of this dialogue in our house and we, we, I coached them the last two seasons and we were undefeated and um, I'm coaching them this third season. We lost our first game. He cried. I, I let him cry. You know, I didn't go over and tell him he's a wimp or don't cry. I let him express his emotions because yeah. I think that this is a part of it. And so I'm just trying to like, like give him as a man, you know, a little man to express his emotions, have his feelings, but give him structure around discipline work ethic and it's very hard but i feel like we're not instilling this in our kids and our kids are so fucking entitled nowadays i don't know that's just how i feel about it um but they're not intentional and they're not having a plan for their life and they come out of college lost and that's what i'm seeing as someone who hires people out of college all the time yeah i mean i think our society has gone far away from itself because it hasn't done the work, you know, before you would come home and you would read a book and, you know, now you're not even home. You're already on your phone and doing things and writing music or, which is great in some way. Like there is availability for these kids to express themselves creatively. But what happens when the grownups I tend to work with are very creative. I tend to work with people that have a lot of ideas and want to do a lot of stuff and maybe they don't have a system and they it's very hard to deliver something if you don't have some sort of a structure and i think what people love with the work i do with them is it has enough structure that it kind of gets you somewhere mm-hmm. but it doesn't have so much structure that when you in it you feel like well you know like that thing is rigid like, yeah it's rigid and it's stopping you from your own you know freedom or expression and and I, I, what's beautiful is that when you start putting it's it's not that hard it's like it's a funny thing because it is it is deep work to mm-hmm. get to know yourself, but it's not that deep. It's like, it's not that hard. It's like, you know, what scared me today? What made me happy today? What made me want to help my neighbor today? What, 
you know, it's 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 like asking, be more curious, maybe. Like one of, one of the things that happens when people work with me is they change their mindset to be more wondrous. You know, just like mm. I'm wondering why this is happening, as opposed to this is wrong or this is you know I am wrong or whatever. Like I'm wondering why I keep saying I want to write a book and I'm not writing it. That's an interesting question. Not I'm an idiot and I've been saying that I want to write a book. You know, for the past ten years, it's like that's not something that I don't think it's going to get you very far. But when you start going to what if I was writing it, like, what is it doing for me that I'm afraid of maybe, right. or like to go at it from a, a friendly curiosity, I think it's a really cool um, approach. And I think that I 100% agree with you because I think that a lot of us too, it's, it's this delicate balance of having self-accountability, but also giving ourselves a lot of grace. And, yeah. and, and it's a very hard, especially for people that are alphas. And that are hard yeah. charging and that are driven to give yourself the grace to, to fulfill a passion yeah. uh, or to fail. Make mistakes. You right, have to, right. it's, it's so hard. I was coaching yesterday with someone who's like one of the best soccer players of all times. And he's like hard and I go, 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 you know, all day long. And but then he's procrastinating on other things and he's beating himself up, like, you know, really hard. And we were having this conversation of like, what's your relationship with failure? And he was like, I don't have one. I don't, I don't, it's like, I've never, you know, I've wanted to marry someone. I did. I wanted to get into that particular soccer team. And I did. And I, da, 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 da. and now he's left with like, but who am I? Like, mm-hmm. who, who am I in all this? Because if you're not feeling, you're probably not risking enough. Like you probably, if you stay in the zone that makes you not fail all the time, you're probably not playing a big enough game. Totally be my assessment of that, right? Yes. But this, this idea that it's like, how do we, how do we motivate ourselves from a place again of love and support and service? Like that's a big thing that I think we should come back to. And it doesn't have to be a religious, you know, like a charity kind of mentality, but I like the idea that when I do something, someone else's life is improved. You know, that's a nice thing. That's one of my engines. It's like, if I do something like you can pretty much make me walk to the end of the earth, if it's going to help someone, that's a beautiful thing, but it didn't happen when I was 20. I got to know, you know, oh, when something like that happens and someone needs help, I'm really, but I've also learned to say, you know what? Yes, but I want to write my book. And so this weekend I'm not walking to the, uh, the end of the earth, you know, unless you really need help. And then I may send you someone who can help as well. But it's like, it's, it's like, how do you, that's why I love this idea of managing ourselves. Like, how do you manage you? Not how do you manage time? How do you manage your project? You know, how do you manage you? Like, for example, if I do my emails when I want to do them and my mindset is in the right place, sell through an hour max. If I do them when I don't want to and my brain is kind of not in the right place, I won't do them. I mean, I'll do two and a half hours of like, yeah, you know, and I'll be like depressed, you know. I I talk a lot about that with salespeople. Uh, The people I've managed are people that, that I mentor a lot about, you know, say when you're not in it, learn how to compress time learn how to create a sense of urgency because if you say, Hey, I want to make calls for the next three hours, but you're not really in it. You're going to feel busy for three hours, but you're not going to accomplish shit. No. But if you no. set like a no, timer yeah, and, and you say, I got 60 seconds to make 60 calls. You start to reframe and recondition your mind to compress time, work with a sense of urgency. And it kind of flips you out of that state of, yeah. of being lethargic um, so I really, I love that. And I really love this idea you're talking about with your client who's a soccer player. And what I heard you saying is that you need to have a relationship really with your feelings. Yeah. 
you know, and, and treat your feelings in yourself like you would being in a relationship with your wife or with your husband. And if, if for me, if you're coming at it from that perspective, I'm having a really, I'm honoring my feelings. I'm respecting my yeah. feelings. I'm addressing my feelings. I can address myself yeah. and I can make needs for myself and I can fill myself and heal myself. That's kind of what I heard. So I just, I don't want that to be missed. Um, Cause you say a lot and you pack in so much great information. And that was what I took away from that. Um, was really to, to, to slow down and have a relationship with your feelings that you're expressing throughout the day. And that's okay to explore that. Yeah. Not only is it okay, but it's like, you know, it would be like, remove your blood out of your body. Why would you do that? Right. Well, don't remove your feelings. It's your radar. It's your barometer. To- I'm to- sad. Totally. Oh. Totally. Totally. Because for me, every time that I've ever been scared or feel fearful in my life, I, I just was lucky that I had good mentors and they were like, no, no, man, that that's your North star. Like yeah. if you're fearful of something, that's the thing that you need to lean into walk into because it's your ego telling, you no, but it's your intuition telling you yes. And it's just conflicting Sometimes. battle. Sometimes. Right. Yes. Well, maybe expand on that. And your ego, is, your ego your doesn't want to fail. That's a crazy relationship we have with our ego because our ego doesn't want us to fail. Right. Right. Like our ego wants to look good and, you know, be the <laughs> of course. Hey, you know, it's like if it's in charge, I mean, ego has to be there because if you don't have an ego, you don't become a surgeon and you don't think you can help people and you don't do all sorts of things. Like you have to believe that your contribution is going to make a difference. Otherwise, you know, you wouldn't do much. So ego, yay. But if it's driving the car, you know, if it's the, if it's the, if it's the engine that moves you, then ego is the worst of the masters. It's like the worst <laughs> yeah. because it's, it, it, it wants to avoid fear. It wants to avoid pain. It wants to avoid discomfort. Like who the heck said that being alive was comfortable? It is not comfortable. Yeah. It's hard. That's why people drink too much, watch too much porn, do too much gambling. All that stuff is because people are unable to feel their feelings. And so they just want to numb it out. And mm-hmm. the more it's painful to be alive. I mean, look at what's happening around us, the pandemic, the war, the, the economy that's collapsing. It's like, there really is a lot of stuff right now in the mm-hmm. world. That's a little, right. Like that we, we could be a little bit like, wow, like that's, that's kind of crumbling down. Right. I, I so, totally agree. I, I, the question is like, where do you go with that? You know, like, what are you going to do it. with all this? That's it. And, and I think that it's right. It's, it's the, your response and your emotion, right, really dictates then your identity and your habits. And, and so it's just like, I've had to be really careful through COVID for me personally, because, you know, I'm a political science major. I was a boy stater, which not a lot of people know what that is, but people who do understand it. But, you know, it's something I follow and I've done deep dives. Like I understand fiat currency well. I understand what the Federal Reserve Act is. I understand where we're at and where we're headed. And I know it's not pretty. And that's just the reality of the situation. It's not pretty. We're going to have to have some type of currency reset. Like, you know, we're spiraling into a situation globally that people don't understand, you know, and and we're transitioning technology wise with computers. And, you know, I was talking, I had Tony Hughes on the podcast, um, which he's he's, he's a big sales guru out of Australia. And he's like, you know, 30% of salespeople are going to be out of work the next 10 years. And I don't disagree with them, but that's across all industries. And, and we're not, and, and, and I totally, and what I keep trying to tell people is just like, you got to be spiritually sound. You got to be grounded. You got to know yourself because if you're able to come from a place of love, 
then you're going to be able to shift and move with the times and you're not going to come from a place of fear. And we saw everybody came from a place of fear with COVID. Man, like the countries that came from a place of fear. Wow. Like people are going to read about the, with the shit that just happened in 50 years from now and go, what did you guys do? Because it was bad. Yeah. It was real bad. Yeah. And, and because we were operating from a place that, you know, we shut down, you know, the lizard brain. Right. So, and, and that's how a lot of people operate from. Um, so this has been a fantastic conversation, Sophie, you know, and so I really want people to understand at the core, what you do at be current. Um, so they can get in contact with you and work with you. I mean, the website is a great place to start, becurrenttoday.com. I basically, I accompany executives, you know, in their journey to become productive from a place of purpose instead of a place of, you know, checking off tasks. Um, and so it, it, it's, it's beautiful because the psychology that comes from my interest in humanity, just it, it reveals all this stuff, you know, like why do you not do what you care to do and, right. and what would you to do what you care to do is, is kind of an important conversation to have with oneself. And so I help them have that conversation. I love that. I think if we're all having that conversation with ourselves, then um, yeah. we'll be better off. <laughs> 99% of the shit is cured in the world. You know, it's, if we're probably, being honest, probably. it's, it's, it's probably all, t- it's all taken care of because we're all taking self-responsibility. We're all having accountability. We're all operating from a place of love and no ego. And it's all about service of community. I um, want that world. <laughs> right. And, and that's, and that's the, it like, if you want this, for me, if you want the secret of business, it's coming from a place of service, which you had mentioned. Right. And, and if you operate yeah. from there, it, it, it propels you into greatness, which you've had and you've experienced a lot of success. Um, Thank you. You know, which is just really cool. People don't understand, you know, how much success you've really had in one of the, if not the toughest market in the world, honestly. Like, you know, having having uh, spent really 16 years, an hour from LA, it's concrete jungle. You know, it's, cra- it's a cra- crazy yep. place to operate. You know, it's yep. a high, that New York and maybe Paris. Not if you're anchored, not if you're anchored on the inside, you yes. know, then you can be anywhere. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Another great LAN, uh, Marianne Williamson, you know, like I love her message and where she anchors herself and where she comes from. Wow. Um, great. So she's a good friend. Oh, she is. Oh yeah. No, I, I love, I love listening to her talks. Yeah. She's, she's a fantastic woman. I mean, very, very yeah. inspiring. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you and connect with you? BeCurrentToday.com. There's plenty of things. There's a quiz that's really fun. Like what kind of doer are you that kind of identifies archetypes? You know, that's kind of cool. There's lots of blogs and lots of things like the usual suspects, lots out there to change the conversation a little bit. So if you're into talking about all this from a different perspective a little bit, there's plenty of content there. So go have fun. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Anybody listening, all of Sophie's content we we'll posted in the show notes, whether they're watching this on uh, YouTube or listening to this on any of the, in, uh, I don't said Instagram channels, but any of the podcast outlets, uh, scroll down to the show notes, link up with Sophie. She has a, we didn't get into it as much as I wanted to, because there was so much great material. We just got into a great conversation because she's like a, she's like a can we've been connected spirit somehow before. And, um, but she's done incredible work throughout her, her career and so definitely connect with her. And she's got a great book, um, War and Piece of Cake, I would check out as well. 
Um, you can find a lot of her content, as she mentioned, on her website, but go check it out. I really encourage it. Sophie, uh, any advice you, or parting it's words? It's a really fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, and any words or parting advice? You know, and take care of yourself. Like, I feel like that's what we've been saying all along. Get to yeah. know yourself. Take care of your deeper self. That's, I think we're going to get better because the more you care for yourself, the more we're going to care. We, we won't have to talk about taking care of the planet and none of that because when you care for yourself, you become someone who just puts out good stuff, you know? So take care of you and that will contribute to a lot of peace in the world, I think. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. This was so fun. I'm going to have to go play pickleball now. Bye. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you have to teach me. I don't know how. But oh, uh, so fun. Go play pickleball, people. That's my advice. Pickleball. Yes, pickleball revolution. I'll talk to you soon. Thank All you right, so thanks, much. Sophie. Bye.